Once again, the band is back together. We knew with a big show like a Conor McGregor fight, we had to break it all down with the man, the myth, the legend. He is G Rana. Mr. G, how are you today, sir? Hey, man, you're giving me way too much credit for just talking. <laughs> hey, just talking is literally all I can do. So when people can do it well, I get impressed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, speaking of just talk, Conor McGregor lost this weekend as he falls to Dustin Poirier. Zing. Um, He fell both literally and figuratively as his leg snaps at the end of the first round. I I have talked about this before. I get frustrated when things like this happen and people say, oh, not a legitimate win. It's a fluke. It's like, no, 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 no. It's a fight. The point Mm -hmm. of a fight is to have your opponent not be able to fight anymore. Regardless of how that happens, Conor McGregor could not fight anymore because he kicked a dude's elbow and then his foot fell off. So I I view this as a legitimate win for Dustin Poirier. I, I assume you would kind of be in the same line of thinking as me. No, oh, 100%. And if you even look at the fights, like, let's break down the fight. Poirier was winning that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think two out of the three judges scored it at a 10-8. Uh, I've had it at 10-9, but... Yeah, like McGregor only had Poirier in danger once, and that was with some half-assed guillotine that he didn't even get fully choked in there. Right. Poirier was destroying him left, right, and center. Like, he had him on his back. Poirier gave him – Poirier gave McGregor more trouble on the ground, and I think Habib did because when Habib took McGregor to the ground, McGregor still got up. Poirier took him down, had him down, ground and pound, and as soon as he got up – Check the kick, and I think that's where kind of the the snowball effect with that ankle happened. You know, you mm-hmm. had that step back, and then bam, it was a snap. Um, and then yeah, all, all this BS afterwards about uh, McGregor saying yeah, it's not a legitimate fight, and then McGregor's camp, John Kavanaugh saying, oh yeah, like McGregor was winning that fight. Like first <laughs> off, first off, if your coach is saying you won that fight, maybe it's time to get a better coach. <laughs> yeah, like. Like what, what just asinine. Yeah, I understand. It's a coach. Like they're there. They have your back no matter what. Right. But anybody who's saying that McGregor was, oh, it's, it's an illegitimate fight or it's an illegitimate win. Like get fucked. Like get your head out of your <laughs> ass. Like th- that Poirier won that fight. He was winning that fight and had it gone to a second round. Poirier, I think would have finished it because McGregor's best round throughout his entire career is always the first round. Yes. And he did not look good at all. No, that's that's what one of the things I don't understand is, oh, well, Connor was setting him up for, for later on in the fight. Like, really? No. Notoriously high gas tank. Connor McGregor <laughs> is is yeah. is going to outpace Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. And and when like Connor at points in his career, certainly that the gas tank was there. But I, I think he started to realize like, oh, if I hit people really hard, then I, I get to win quicker. Oh. And he kind of loaded up on that and that saps you of your cardio. And what else saps you of your cardio is A, doing the spinning shit, um, mm-hmm. but B, having a dude lay on you and punch you in the brain for five minutes also kind of drains you a little bit. Like I just, there were a lot of, or there were a couple of ways Connor could have won that fight. Outpacing Dustin Poirier for five rounds ain't one of them. Oh, absolutely not. Like it's, it, it, it was a definite, like, it, it was very frustrating with that finish. But again, like, it, Poirier definitely showed why he is better than Connor. Yep. And anybody who says differently is, here's the thing. Like, this might sound controversial. Like, if you're a McGregor fan or if you're a fan of really anything, nut huggers will never criticize the nuts they hug. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> If we had, if we had merch, I would put that on a shirt. Uh, <laughs> you know how much I love my t-shirts, man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I didn't know where you were going with that, but no, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Like the, 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 the only way that you can think Connor was going to win that fight is if you are the like most blind supporter of Connor McGregor. Sure. And like, if for some reason you think that McGregor was going to come out of the second round, guns a blazing, listen, that's ifs, ands, or buts. Fuck, if Pete Carroll was smart, he would have sent Marshawn Lynch on the first yard line and the Patriots wouldn't have won a Super Bowl. Like, these are ifs, ands, or buts. These are, we never know. But what I do know and what I saw was Poye winning that fight. Right. Well, and another thing about the fight that kind of got me, when Connor drops for that guillotine, like, if I'm Dustin Poirier, I'm like, oh, I have him. 
because yeah. like that, that that's not Connor's game that has never been his game and is never going to be Connor's game um and, and so to me that that just that told me his head isn't in it and he is just desperate and he understands like I if I'm if I'm Dustin Poirier I'm thinking oh this guy understands he can't beat me if he's just going for home run swings like this then I I have him um you 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 have been in in these types of fights before I, I'm sure there's been a time where you're in there and something happens it's like oh I'm just going to win now like I I have this now yeah, absolutely. And, and well, for me, like my base is kickboxing. And so as soon as I just see, <clears throat> excuse me, as soon as I see like my opponent with a really wonky stance or just throwing just <clears throat> weird, just dumbass combos, like left, right cross or like whatever, like, you know, that you won that fight from a mental standpoint. Then when you actually clinch, get that Muay Thai in there, throw a couple of knees in, into the abdomen, like, it's it's done like mm-hmm. it's 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 almost second nature and then yeah like when i i talked about it before like what a half-assed guillotine like he didn't even get the other his, his other hand in there now it looked like a Poirier. pro wrestling moves like yeah. it, it looked like you were trying to do a guillotine in pro wrestling roman reigns has had better guillotines sure and like credit to Poirier because that was great positioning on him to take the other hand away but with that like it's yeah you you in connor's mind you, you might be thinking like oh yeah i got him on this one no you don't like we oh. all saw it and it wasn't even close and that was the only real quote-unquote danger that poyer was in yeah and and yeah like as a fighter in those situations you know that all right this person is trying everything they have and it's not working. I have this fight and I'm going to win this fight. And it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a cakewalk. Now I'm not saying that every fight is a cakewalk, but there's a clear path to victory right there. When, when an opponent does something like this, or when they switch stance to something that they're, that, you know, they're not used to, like it's, it's, it's a mental game and you already know that you've won. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, the post-fight comments from Connor, uh, not not just about the loss, but about Dustin Poirier's wife, really rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I feel like I've been a Connor McGregor uh, kind of defender longer than most. And to be completely honest, there are aspects of Connor McGregor's life outside of the cage that are are not even worthy of trying to defend. But as far as Connor McGregor, a fighter, is concerned, um, I, I I was. I was kind of on that bang bandwagon longer than most, but for whatever reason, how he led into this fight and then everything after it, like, it's just, it felt desperate. And I said on another podcast this week, it felt like kind of the middle scene of the movie where it's like, it's Ron Burgundy now talking about how milk was a bad choice and, and just like screaming into this, like depressing abyss before he eventually gets called back like this. This feels like a Conor McGregor tailspin that we were watching. Like he, he used to be, clever and he used to be at times funny like who the fuck is that guy um mm. that, that that was hilarious but now it's just your wife is in my dms like that's grade five shit like i it, it, like i uh, another example of if you do that i've won if i'm if you sure. and me are going back and forth and the best thing you have is oh well your wife is hitting me up then well fuck it man like you even if she is i don't care but like yeah like that, that that's just awful trash talking it is and and this is coming from quite possibly the greatest talker in, in MMA history. Right. Uh, and, you know, like you said, leading up to the fight, it was grade school shit. It was, oh, like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, your mom goes to college, like shit like that. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah, and even like Poirier said it afterwards. He said, you can make fun of my wife and all that shit all you want. But when I think McGregor said, I'm going to kill you. And then post-fight, when McGregor is laying behind or on or on his back on the cage, points a gun to his to his head and just like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm still gonna kill you. That Poyer said it afterwards. That's what rubbed me the wrong way. So mm-hmm. this is coming from Poyer's mouth. But yeah, like it it was it was desperate trash talk. It reminded me of uh, McGregor versus Habib when McGregor mm-hmm. went after Habib for everything and anything. And Habib, being who he is, was just like, no, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, it's it it's it doesn't affect me. I'm going to out, go out there and just maul you to death. And essentially, that's what happened. Yeah. But like with with Poirier, like yeah, kudos to that guy. Just stone faced, went in there did everything they didn't need to do even after the fight called him a piece of trash and like that's all you're gonna get from Poirier because that's not his game 
But with McGregor, you would expect something different. Like this is supposed to be coming after your fight in January where you got fucking rocked. Yeah. This is supposed to be your coming out moment. And remember, whoever wins this goes on to face for the title. So <clears throat> if if that's what you're coming out with now, Jude, I, I you've you definitely lost a step. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think we're probably both in agreement. Title shot has to be next for Poirier, right? Like there's just it has there, to be. there is nothing else. No, and and if if anything else, like it's a detriment to what Poirier has done in the in the cage. His only loss has been to Khabib. After that, like he's beaten everybody out there. Dan yeah. Hooker, Conor McGregor twice, Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez. We were 15 feet away from the cage when when we saw that fight. That was great, by the way. How awesome was that? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's nothing else for Poirier left. And if there's any notion out there that like, yeah, oh yeah, they need to run it back for a fourth. Sure, but not right now. Now right. it's Poirier's time. This is Poirier's time to shine. And yeah. Like it's, it has to be a title shot. Anything yeah. else is, is a disservice. No, I agree. And uh, I think like if, if he gets that title shot and he beats Charles Oliveira, which uh, just, I, I haven't done a deep dive on it, but initially that would be my prediction would be Poirier over Oliveira, yeah. but how damn good will that fight be? Oh, yeah. um, but if he does that, we're talking about like one of the top two or three fighters at 155 pounds of all time. Like obviously Khabib is number one with a bullet, but you just went through the resume. Like the guys he's beat at 155 pounds, Jim Miller, Anthony Pettis, Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez, Max Holloway, and Conor McGregor twice. Like that, that is, that is getting you on the hundred. That, that's getting you on the 155 pound Mount Rushmore, basically, yeah. right? Like it's, it's Khabib, it's him. And then probably BJ Penn. That, that's basically yeah, I was where just we're gonna at. Say Penn. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, this is, it, all, all you're missing now is that big shiny. You got the interim belt. I don't really count those. Um, but now, like, you you need the big shiny one. You need the main one to kind of put that whole resume, the kind of the finality on that resume. Yeah, absolutely. And just like early analysis, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think Poirier beats Oliveira. Nothing against Oliveira, but I think Poirier, no. it's, it's unless you lose to the greatest lightweight of all time and that being Khabib, there's, there's nothing really stopping him from achieving that, I guess. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And no, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like with, Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I was, I was going to change subjects. So if you have something oh, else. Okay. Before. No, I was just going to say like um, with McGregor, like he's gonna, I, I, there's no way that he takes, less than a year of recovery because that's a brutal injury. Right. Um, after that, I would be pissed if, so let's just say Poye is lightweight champ at that time and McGregor is coming back. I would be pissed if McGregor automatically gets a title shot, but it's the UFC and it is a business and right. McGregor is still their top draw. So I'd be pissed if McGregor gets the title shot automatically. What I would like to see happen is McGregor get another fight with a top five guy, maybe like a Darius or something like that. And then um, maybe a title fight. But yeah, I mean, this, it's all hearsay, right? Like we don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but I'm just saying like in my head, I would be pissed, but I would understand why they would do it. I bet you all the money I have, which ain't much, but I, I would bet you that if Conor McGregor's not fighting Poirier for the title next, whatever fight Conor McGregor is in, is an interim lightweight championship, sure, you know, sure. like that, that yeah. bullshit they're doing at heavyweight right now, like that. Oh my uh, God. How ridiculous Jesus. is that? Right. But Just like, fuck. yeah, but a hundred percent, like that's, that, that is what they're doing. Connor gets the, the interim lightweight championship um, opportunity so he can fight Poirier. If I'm Poirier, I want McGregor as my first title defense. Are you kidding me? I've just proven twice. I can mop the floor with that guy. So if if you want to give me a couple of million dollars for my first yeah, title guess, defense, yeah. then yeah. who am I to say no? Yeah. No, I can see it from that, that point too. But I like me as a fight fan and me right. as a person who is not the huge biggest fan of McGregor, like that, that it, it rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, I'm just well, and just I'm just I'm just one sport. man, Pete. <laughs> 
uh, but a fine man at that. But no, like uh, you don't just, mean that. Just as a fan, uh, kind of, but just as a fan of sport, like as sure. things things going the way that they are supposed to, and opportunities being earned. Um, yeah, it, it would be ridiculous for for Connor to get that. But he's already he's already campaigning, right? Like, oh, I I had yeah. bro- I had stress fractures going in. Ask any doctor. Which, by the way, if that happened, those doctors need to be sued yesterday. Uh, well, not just that-, that, but also also like if the UFC knew about this, like that is that's not a good look on them either. Mm-hmm. And with, even with that, like all of these allegations, and that's what they are right now. It, they're just going to be brushed under the rug because. Yeah. It's McGregor, right? So. Right. No, exactly. Like it, it all very much like he he's setting up to try to get a rematch. Like it's all yeah. very much not to get too far down another road, but the election was stolen from me. Um, sure, this is sure. this is all very much making excuses so you can try to to sell the other one. Um, yeah. As far as anything else on this card is concerned, like this was this was a one fight card with all due respect to Gilbert Burns and and Stephen Thompson. Um, but the, the other biggest takeaway from this night a lot of good vanquishing evil going on as greg hardy can get all the way the fuck out of here tied to Mm finishes that one um in delightfully violent fashion i thought a kind of a star making night for tui vasa this is the the most eyeballs he's gonna have and he knocks out the second most famous fighter on this card and then drinks beer out of a shoe after that 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 is how you take advantage of a spotlight but also I'm I, I, I've never been a fan of the Greg Hardy thing. I've purposefully gone out of my way to not talk about the Greg Hardy thing. And now it looks like that won't be too hard to do because I, I just can't imagine him getting anything else relevant for a while in the UFC. No, and I, I tweeted about it before the fight. One of the things that I absolutely hate about the UFC is them humanizing and normalizing a piece of shit like Greg Hardy. Yeah. And I hate it. I've hated it since day one. It's one of my biggest issues with the UFC. So, yeah, when Tui Vasa destroyed him in, like, just over a minute, I I was over the moon. Like, I, yeah. so I haven't been to, like, a bar and watched UFC in what feels like 10 years <laughs> because of, you know, with the world the way it is. But, hey, I'm double-faxed. I'm good to go. I wear my mask. And so I don't, like, I was, I was more over the moon about that than I was about the Sean O'Malley fight because the Sean mm. O'Malley fight, that was, that was just something else. Like <laughs> Chris Moutinho in his, I know we're getting off track, but like, let me just talk about this for a sec, but like Chris Moutinho, his first fight in the UFC goes in there, has a zombie performance. We don't see a zombie performance like that. No. And yeah, like he gets his ass kicked. Like Sean O'Malley just destroys and picks him apart, almost beats him in the first round. But like Mussinius still kept on coming. Like he got up, kept on going. I respect yep. that. I, I I think Herb Dean stopping the fight, though. I'm not a huge fan of that. I think just, hey, let him fight because we all know who's going to be the winner. But hey, on a card like this, which didn't really have that much excitement, essentially, <laughs> like w- when you look at the end result, that Sean O'Malley fight was, you know, appropriately so the fight of the night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like moving forward, I think you can you can put Moutinho in there and ha- and just know that it's going to be a fun fight just from cool. this, just from his UFC debut. And yeah, going back to Greg Hardy, like fuck that guy. I hope that <laughs> he gets released. And yeah, with Tui Vasa, I I can't wait for the UFC to go back to Australia because I think he's going to be a fucking king out there oh, now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, the amount of shoeies that he's going to be doing afterwards, <laughs> like win, lose or draw, like afterwards, there's just going to be a lineup. And yeah, it's it's a it's a definite star making performance for Tui Vasa. But I mean, like it's easy with guys like that because they have personality. Exactly. And, and yeah. And one thing that the UFC does not do is uh, if a guy has personalities, capitalize on that. Mm hmm. No, I agree 100%. And, instead and if they, they do capitalize on it, sorry, if they do capitalize on it, I think it's in a, a not the wrong way, but almost almost the, the McGregor way, where it's yeah. like, you know, you got personality, you can talk. Yeah, you're fucking up the moon. Are you the greatest fighter in the world? Nope. But fuck it. Yeah. No, instead they try to go the easy route with guys like Greg, Greg Hardy and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. And his, his comments about Derek Lewis, like, oh, he's an ex-con. It's like, dude, have you met you? Like, come on. Like, you yeah. are 
you are yeah. the exact thing that everyone in this sport has been like the, the the reputation that people have been fighting against for a decade like when when people thought of human cockfighting they thought of guys like greg hardy so yeah. to, to then come out and fire shots at one of the more lovable people <laughs> in the sport like get the fuck out of here yeah yeah just no self-awareness whatsoever right yeah exactly um anything else from this card catch your attention um i i do like it, it does kind of feel like we have a couple like regional starts like taitu ivasa i don't even want to see him in a competitive fight if he goes to australia i want to see him fight the ufc's version of the brooklyn brawler power sure. guy in two minutes and he can just do shoeys around the cage like i just it's like the ultimate warrior i just want to see the entrance and the exit like that's that, that's I, I don't need the fight i just need to see him come out and get drunk with everyone yeah man just like put him on like Obviously, put him on the main card. Put him on the mm-hmm. first fight of the main card. If he wins or he loses, whatever, get him after the fight into the crowd and just keep a camera on him throughout right. the entire night yeah, and just exactly. run with it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the the green monster who O'Malley beat up. Like that guy, I don't know when the UFC is able to go to Boston again, but when they can, that guy needs to be on the card and just get all those mass holes around him just cheering because that would be uh, another perfect one for him. Yeah, Again, Chris Moutinho, what a star-making performance. Yeah, yeah. You, you got your ass kicked, but, like, fucking sh- – you showed – you showed something out there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, anything else from this card catch your attention before we yell about the WWE for a bit? Um, I think Irene Aldania had a fantastic performance, even mm-hmm. though, like, you come in weighing four pounds over. And you and I, we've discussed this ad nauseum <laughs> about weight cutting. And you know my stance. If it's – one pound or under or around there i'm okay with that because weight cutting is so difficult sometimes like you will um there are moments where i've seen people almost die because of weight cutting but when you show up there like three or four pounds heavy you're not even trying anymore like what 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 the fuck were you thinking in, in your in your camp because your camp has your back on this your camp is supposed to you know your weight regiment is based on your camp. And what is your camp doing? I don't know. Regardless, she had a hell of a performance. Just picked Yana up, like, left, right, and center. Just knew everything what to do and did it perfectly. Fantastic. Well, this is the problem, is that we've seen this benefit fighters a number of times. You know, like sure. we've, we've seen, oh, they're three or four pounds overweight, and they come in and just mop the floor with someone because they didn't put their body through the same thing the other person put their body through to, to get to the to get to get the, the agreed-upon weight. And now you are just a bigger human being in there. And while that always isn't always going to, to be a factor, I'm not going to beat up anyone in the UFC, uh, even though I'm bigger than most of them. But um, it, it's still at this level, like it, it, it's still it's still an advantage. And that's why I, that's why I have such a big problem with it is that a, it keeps happening and B it keeps working. And that's the frustrating part. Yeah. But again, like, you know, where I stand, like it's, if it's, you know, near a pound, I totally understand that. Like it sucks. You shouldn't be doing it. Like there is a regimen in place. And depending on how strict you are with your camp, you should be following it. But sometimes your body will give out on you. Like it will, it, yep. it's, it's, it's inevitable, but again, three or four pounds, you're not even trying. Um, right. So, so that was one thing, but also uh, quickly on, on just this last one, mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns needs to fight Leon Edwards. That should be a title eliminator Ooh. for the welterweight crown. It Sign needs to be. Yeah. Cause oh, I mean, I like agree. Burns didn't have a fantastic performance. Yeah. Like he won the fight, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, phenomenal or anything, but uh, moving forward, I think Gilbert Burns versus Leon Edwards, that should mm-hmm. determine who fights uh, at, for the uh, welterweight crown. Yeah. I like that two guys who have probably deserved more opportunities than they've had, but they're not the biggest of names. Um, yeah. I, I put that as a co-main event on a card and I, I I'm absolutely there for that. I agree with that. Um, okay. Well now let's get into WWE. Um, Fuck. Yeah. So Money in the Bank is happening this weekend. Uh, I said before we recorded, I completely forgot it was this weekend because all this focus has been on tonight with SmackDown returning and apparently Goldberg is coming back on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. it. Look, if Goldberg comes out and is not in the title picture, I am at least better with it. The problem is that the last couple of like I I will still mark out for the entrance and the music and all of that. Like it's still 
I, I, I'm still a child when it comes to that, but I don't want so, him yeah. in. I, I don't want him anywhere near a world title match. Put him against someone else. Um, but you know, that's what they're going to do. I know. I know. And that's the problem. I can't, I can't go, Oh, give them the benefit of the doubt. Cause what in the past, my entire life have they deserved the benefit of the doubt on? Yeah. Um, so yes, while, while I've been annoyed at that, um, th- this has kind of slid under the radar for me. So I thought, we could just run through the card the way we used to. And while we're going, I'm sure a number of things will pop up that we can get very frustrated at. Um, We will start with the SmackDown tag team championships on the line as the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic take on the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. Uh, Obviously a lot going on in the real lives of the Usos right now, um, which I, I would imagine might've changed some plans given everything that's been going on with Jimmy um, outside of the cage right now, or sorry, outside of the, the ring right now. But yeah. um, so with that in mind, I don't know where they're going to go. Like I, I would imagine one of the plans would have been for the Usos to win here, but that's what I was thinking. But at, at this point now, do you just keep going with it or is there some kind of punishment or I, I wonder what the WWE does with the Uso situation at this point? I think if there isn't a punishment, that's, that's not a good look. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because this is, it's not the first time it's not. And now it's, it's, it's a repeat thing. And yeah. it's, it shows like it's, it gives off the wrong, the wrong message. And especially for, you know, a, a company that proclaims himself as, you know, kid friendly and whatnot. And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, um, Jey Uso, right? Oh, I, I said Jimmy before, but yeah, no, I think you are right, Jey Uso. My apologies. Regardless, one of, one of the Usos uh, got canned for a DUI for, I believe, a second time now. Sorry, it is Jimmy Uso. Just Google it quick. It Jimmy, is Jimmy Uso. Okay, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, he got canned for a DUI for a second time. Uh, first time happened, I believe, what, two years ago, something like that? Um, more than that, because John Cena came back and made fun of it, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, but regardless, like this is a repeat thing. And you would think that after the first one, there would have been some type of help. I don't know if there if, if there was and if it worked or whatnot, but like this is the second time now. And if there isn't a punishment, then it's just like, well, I guess anybody can get away with it. Right. You know, and, at this and- point, I, what, what I would like to see, done, sorry to, to cut you off. No, um, no. What, what I would like to see done, uh, the Mysterios win here. Roman Reigns has had enough and beats the tar out of these guys on TV. And you give them as much time as they need to go get the help they need. Yeah, that, yeah. that is at, at this point, I don't even know if it's punishments. It's just like, get this guy to figure his life out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as to who wins, like I honestly thought it, it would be the Usos, but with, with what's happened recently, um, I, I think you might just keep the belts on, the Mysterios for a little bit and then just kind of move forward, see what happens. Um, yeah. 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 I, um, cause I, I kind of thought this whole thing was building to like Jimmy taking the title off of Roman. I kind of thought that would be the, the crescendo of the, this whole family story, but now, um, I don't know if that will be the case. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, my, my official prediction is the, the Mysterios go over here. The Raw tag team titles on the line <laughs> as AJ Styles and Omos take on the Viking Raiders. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like th- this, I feel like the WWE with Raw has set the bar so low that just having it be bad with the Viking Raiders is enough for me to be like, well, it's not the worst thing they got going on, but the, the stuff with the Viking mm-hmm. Raiders, it, it feel like in ring Viking Raiders are amazing in ring. AJ oh, yeah. Styles is amazing. In ring. Omos needs to stay on the outside of the ring. But yes. um, as far as like any kind of character development or any kind of story goes with this, like there's just nothing. And no. everything with the Viking Raiders has been awful from the beginning where they changed the name a hundred times. And um, oh, the, the weird stuff with the street profits where they're bowling and going to karaoke and, and all of these types of things, like nothing about the build with the Viking Raiders has been good, but this is, this is prime WWE um, in this current iteration where the build's been atrocious. The match is going to be really fun. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, like you and I, we ranted about this uh, a few weeks ago. Why couldn't, the Viking Raiders just stay in NXT. Right. You know, like, 
all the name changes, all the gear changes, like they were phenomenal in NXT. And you you need that. Like you need these big, big dudes as tag teams in NXT. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have just stayed there? But uh, in, in terms of this match, like I honestly don't care. <laughs> like it, they, <laughs> That's they, kind of where have, I'm at. Yeah. Like they haven't given me anything to be like, oh, okay. Like no intrigue whatsoever. And I, I think the only selling factor is like three of the four guys are phenomenal in the ring. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, as to who wins, I think you still keep the belts on AJ and Omos. And yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know what you do when they lose the tag team titles with, yeah. with AJ and Omos. Like Omos yeah. is not ready for any kind of singles thing. No. Um, no. Yeah. No, it's, it's very frustrating. Uh, the raw women's championship on the line as Rhea Ripley. Speaking of frustrating. Holy shit. This is like, we, we are going to do best and worst at the end of the year. Um, and WWE, like the, the worst of show this year is basically going to be our WWE recap show. But yeah, with that said, I'm, I'm probably going to take the day off because we're <laughs> going to maybe do that for at least 12 hours. <laughs> but th- this, this feud has to be up there as, as worst of the year. Rhea oh Ripley God. And, and Charlotte, who, A, who is the baby face in this feud? B, mm-hmm. why should I give a shit? Um, yeah. And C, how? How did they screw this? This was one of the things I was most excited for at last year's WrestleMania was Rhea Ripley against Charlotte Flair. How do we get to the point where when this comes on for Money in the Bank on Sunday, I will probably get up to make popcorn? Yeah. Yeah. And fuck, like right after WrestleMania, <laughs> you have Rhea Ripley, who is one of the best female wrestlers, if not wrestlers in the world. And has a character already built in with that. You have Charlotte Flair who has run the roost since she came up from NXT. Mm -hmm. There's already a character built in with that for years and years. And what are they doing? Like they, they, they showed up to raw with like crutches and then all of a sudden they don't have crutches. And then it was just like, ha ha fooled you. No, I fooled you first. Let's wrestle. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It's so the idea is that Charlotte Flair was faking an injury to get out of a championship opportunity? Yeah. Is that is that what we are going with now? Like, it's so dumb. It, and it, like, it, it made three amazing performers, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair, yes. all unwatchable. Like, yeah. I, I, I need a break from all of them. And I never thought I would say that about Asuka, Rhea Ripley, or Charlotte Flair. Maybe Same. Charlotte Flair a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I, and talking about like, why did the Viking Raiders have to come up? I, I want Becky Lynch to have another kid right now so that she yeah. doesn't have to come back into this. Like, just, just go be a mom for a little bit longer until they get their shit figured out. Cause I, I don't want her coming back into this either. But you know, she will. Oh, yeah. And, and I have a feeling she might just show up for this. Yeah. After this match, I honestly think that they're going to put the belt back on Charlotte and then it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky at SummerSlam. And that's what I'm thinking. It's going to suck because they haven't they have done zero with Rhea's run like mm-hmm. they have done absolutely nothing with it. And fuck, like I had so much hope. I had so much promise for this because it was just like, all right, we've seen Charlotte win the title. We've seen Charlotte hold the title for decades upon decades it feels like sometimes right here's something new here's something fresh and what have they done with it absolutely nothing nothing and like she's obviously not she's obviously not comfortable cutting promos in in whatever they are like she was such a badass on nxt and now like there's just all of her personality is just gone yeah which is i mean it's it's nothing new i mean it's just a testament to the main roster and what Vince does with his toys, essentially. Um, yep. But yeah, like it's, uh, I, I see Charlotte winning and then I see Becky coming, like you hear the music and especially in front of a live crowd, like you want to get that pop now because yeah. you haven't had it in, in so long, right? And so what I see happening is Charlotte winning, uh, Becky coming out and then them, you know, setting something up for SummerSlam. Yeah. And again, it's, it's a bit of a slap in the face to Rhea, but you know, um, it's not really on Rhea's fault. It's nope. on the booking. It's on the character. It's it's on the writing. You know. Yep. No. Nope, and, and 
and it's going to suck because it's it almost feels like a footnote when we talk about this with moving forward you know what happened at wrestlemania in 2021 yeah rhea ripley won what happened afterwards couldn't tell you yeah exactly um the women's money in the bank ladder match oscar naomi alexa bliss nikki ash uh liv morgan zelina vega natalia and tamina are your participants i will admit like there is a part of me that thinks this is where becky lynch comes back maybe and, yeah. and she gets the, the money in the bank briefcase um and that sets up things for for SummerSlam. um i don't know like that would be a case of Becky Lynch doesn't need it. So like that you're, you're maybe wasting an opportunity to build someone, but, but like I mean, the- they've done that. They've done that with money in the bank for fucking years now. Like mm-hmm. here's okay. So money in the bank used to be one of my favorite pay-per-views. And then I say probably since 20, when did Moxley win? Like 2016, 2017, something like that. That is a good question. I'm pulling up the, the um, thing now. I think it was 2016. Regardless. Um, they have not done anything with it. And and what you just said about Becky, like they did this with Brock. Remember when Brock mm-hmm. won his fucking money in the bank? Like this is what they do. They gave it to fucking Strowman a few years ago. And like you, you they, they give it, money in the bank was supposed to be for not, well, in my head anyways, it was supposed to be for those performers next step. Yeah. Like if, to, Edge was the perfect winner when he won. 100%. Yes. 100% and and you know it was and even Seth Rollins remember when he won the money in the bank cashed in at Wrestlemania one of the greatest moments of all time right yeah like money in the bank is supposed to be that stepping stone for that next top star yeah and what they've done with it recently aside from maybe Otis which still feels weird to me saying winning money in the bank when he did it what was the last year um they haven't done anything with it aside from who's a big name yeah here's the briefcase it feels like know? like since they've had two um like the the first year they had two of them it was carmella and baron corbin um and then after that like it was alexa bliss and braun Strowman, bailey and brock lesnar oscar um and then otis and then the miz in, in this one it feels like ever since they've had two they haven't had any idea what to do with either of them because it feels like one of them they're like oh well we can just like do this weird thing right away but then we have the other one that we can do something with and then it ends up being otis and you end up doing nothing with it it goes to the miz for some quick little thing in a bobby lashley storyline like it's just yeah yeah uh, this is another one i i you're right i have no confidence in them and it it is supposed to be building up the next one and so from that uh, i would say maybe like a a live morgan um picking up a win uh, here like i, I think it's I, too early in the, the nikki character but i think Liv morgan would be who i would go with if i were them. i would say Liv morgan or zelina vega yeah i'm you happy know. zelina vega is getting this opportunity like she's not she's not amazing um as an in-ring performer but she's not bad um yeah. so i'm happy she's getting this chance now yeah and yeah, like the, I would say those two, Liv Morgan or Zelina Vega winning this. Um, yeah. If Becky comes out, like I completely understand why they want to do it. Um, would I be happy with it? Not really, but right. it's, it's as you said, like, and as it, as I just ranted on for uh, what feels like 10 hours, uh, <laughs> this is money in the bank. This is money in the bank in a nutshell in these days. Mm-hmm. It's used to be, something it, it, i used to love it so much and then i haven't like it's just i it, it feels like it's it's indicative of the wwe yes. like i used to like it now i'm just ugh. yeah well look at like the difference between this which is supposed to be like a marquee thing like if the wwe just went with like their core four and then one other show this would be the one other show right 100%, like this is yes um and it has turned into a, oh, well, who knows what they're going to do with it. And then you look at the, the Casino Battle Royal in AEW. Oh, my God. Turned Jungle Boy into a star. None of us yes. believed he was going to beat Kenny Omega. They used it as a number one contender for a TV match three weeks later. But it was more effective in building up a star than Money in the Bank has been in the last five years. 100%. 100%. And again, like, I mean, it just, it goes to show why you don't need uh, now i'm i'm sure that AEW has some writers but they you, you don't need an entire fucking catalog of writers an entire team of writers and then all of a sudden the buck stops with this out of touch 75 year old man you know yeah. 
it it's it goes to show that if you just give something the fans might like they will love it as you said with jungle boy fans liked him they absolutely loved him afterwards yeah yeah he like he is he is now a main event guy in in aew in, in my opinion anyway um yeah. the uh the men's money in the bank ladder match ricochet john morrison riddle drew mcintyre biggie kevin owens king nakamura and seth rollins um i would actually like this is one i would be okay with almost any of them um maybe not seth um yeah but aside from that like if if any of these got like this is this is one of those ones where it is an opportunity to kind of graduate someone into that that next level and while kevin owens and drew mcintyre have been there um it still feels like this could be a, a big thing for them, but I, I would love a, a Shinsuke I need Big E. I need oh. Big E to win this. I okay. need Big E to, I need Big E to win this. Uh, like if, so on paper, these names talent wise, probably the best men's money in the bank we might have yeah. on paper anyways. But in terms of people who I think, again, going back, taking that next step, I thought, Biggie's next step would be when he won that intercontinental title. I was like, all right, finally it's happening. Cause it's, it's Biggie. Like he has everything that WWE needs massive can talk mm-hmm. charismatic can go in the ring. Yeah. He has, he checks every box. He should be a main event dude. And this should be his to win in my opinion, yeah. because I like that. So I have a scenario in my head. Okay. We'll talk about who wins Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston later, but whoever wins that, I'm just saying it right now. I think Bobby Lashley wins that. Biggie wins Money in the Bank at the end of the night. You hear Biggie's music comes out after Lashley beats Kingston. Biggie comes out, cashes in, wins the title. New Day reformed. I would love that. Yeah, that that is that is the best scenario. I, I think if you can if you could do that. Um, then I'm coming away watching WWE TV every week once again. Um, I'd be a happy little G if that happened. <laughs> a happy lowercase G. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be awesome. Um, I, I've been a ricochet mark for a very very long time. If same, he won it, that same. would be great. Um, yeah. If if Morrison won it, like I I felt like he should have been higher up in WWE standards for a long time. And I think, well, especially when he came back, like I was totally. like, oh, like how how do you look at everything he's done everywhere else and think, Oh yeah. yeah comedy guy with the Miz. Like yeah. that being yeah. said, some of the Johnny drip drip stuff has been hilarious. Sure. The, yeah. the most moist C WWE superstar. I, I, I popped, I enjoyed it. Um, so it's like, if he, if he ended up getting it, I'm not mad at that either. Riddle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I think that big E scenario would be like the perfect one. The one that I fear is Drew McIntyre wins, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud. I can't believe they have screwed up the Drew McIntyre thing to the point where I, I was dreading just say, him winning I, Money in the Bank. But I, I think he I, wins Money in the Bank and goes to face Roman. Yeah, and I think what they want, especially now that you have live crowds, I think what they want is to give McIntyre that live crowd experience that he didn't receive when he won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. I think what that's what they they kind of want. Um, and it's funny that you say, like, yeah, I never thought that I would say, oh, fuck, Drew McIntyre just won. Now, a lot of that is because WWE has butchered the character recently. Here's a sword that my ancestors used to fucking kill the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Wow, that's, a, that's some awesome storytelling. Very riveting. No, awesome. Great. Yeah. Here's, here's Jinder's motorcycle. I didn't even know that he rode motorcycles on a regular basis. Let's throw that in there. Like, what, right. what are you doing with this? Like, he's supposed to be one of your top big name marquee guys. And, and he's talking about swords and, and Loch Ness monsters and motorcycles yep. and genders involved. And it's just like, why? Why? It, it, it ruined the character. Like, absolutely yes. ruined the character. Yes. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into it now. The, uh, the, the men's, uh, the WWE Championship, sorry, on the line, Bobby Lashley defends against Kofi Kingston. Um, I, I do think this will be a Bobby Lashley win. And now, now that you've put it out in the universe, that, that scenario with Big E is the only I want one it I to want happen coming out. So bad, man. Yeah, I that would be amazing. Happen. But I mean, 
because I said it, it's not going to happen. And what's going to happen is Lashley wins. Then the following Monday night, Goldberg comes out and we're going to have Goldberg versus Lashley at like fucking SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my my thought is like Goldberg on coming out on Raw kind of means that that's probably where it's going to go. The Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar thing probably has to happen at some point. That That's yeah. probably going to be saved for WrestleMania, but there's been too many rumors that Brock Lesnar's coming back. Um, that And I, I wonder if they they bring Brock back. Like, I wonder if the, the Goldberg rumors have been leaked to have Brock Lesnar be kind of an, an sure. even bigger surprise. And you have both those Yeah, guys. wild herring, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, all of this is to say, I don't think Kofi Kingston is winning, but I like that he is at least back in the title picture again. Yeah, at least he's not going to be squashed in like under five minutes by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Now I have he might he might just get squashed under five minutes by Bobby Lashley, but fuck. right. I don't know how you can drag it out this long, but my thought, I, I I don't even know if I want this, but just a, a scenario. So Biggie does does your thing, cashes in, wins Money in the Bank, and is the WWE champion. Xavier Woods, he has been calling for the King of the Ring for a while. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. Xavier Woods wins King of the Ring. And you you have the the new day being fun for a it's still a while and this is awesome and then Kofi wins the Royal Rumble and oh you my God. you set up at WrestleMania oh my God Biggie versus <laughs> Kofi versus Xavier for the WWE Championship <laughs> I love it I don't know I how you can drag it out that long yeah but but I would love that I would love that too. I mean, they're definitely, it's WWE. So, I mean, if they're going to drag that out, there are going to be moments where you're going to be like, and I'm going to be like, I, I don't like this. I yeah. hate it here. Like, stop this. <laughs> right. Fuck this. That's then, one where, that's one where like these three guys tell the writers to stay away. We're going to go in a room and figure this out. Cause I, that's I would trust them to map this out better than I would trust WWE to map this out. 100%. And that's where WWE will have to take out a page out of new Japan and actually learn long-term storytelling. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, also, New Japan should take a note out of New Japan with some long-term storytelling. Yeah, like, right? I, they, they, yeah, they've yeah. kind of fallen off a little bit in the last, but that's uh, another show for another time. Today is sure. shooting on the, the WWE. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I either way, I don't see a world where Kofi Kingston is winning. Although, holy shit, could you imagine if Big E cashes on Kofi Kingston? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why oh I'm so God. hell-bent on breaking up the New Day all of a sudden. But um, I fucking love the New Day, man. It was like one of the only reasons why I watched WWE for a little bit. Yeah, I, I was there when they came out of Budios. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. And then the, the thing the next night with the uh, the, the lone surviving uh, Budio and they, they held yeah, it up yeah. like Simba and the Lion King. That was yeah. hilarious. Um, Dude, the, like WWE does not do comedy right. But like, I think the New Day, if like they're that exception new day yeah. does comedy right and then yeah it's one of the reasons why i love the new day but holy shit if if kofi wins and and e cashes in oh my god oh like just all of a sudden the biggest heel in the company right there yeah, i don't know what i would do maybe watch raw yeah <laughs> well let's not get drastic here yeah um, <laughs> the um the, the other title the the universal championship on the line roman reigns defends against edge um it, it's Cool. Edge is back. I, I still think Roman Reigns wins this. Um, but to, to get Edge that full arena pop when he comes out for the this title match, I, I don't know. Do you do you see a way where where Roman Reigns actually loses the belt to Edge here? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so either. Nope. No, Roman's gonna use that. Like he's gonna hold on to that title for fuck. Who knows how long? Yeah. Like. There's, there's no way that Roman loses this match. Like no. the only way he loses this match is like DQ or like if the Usos like fucking turn on him or something like that. But like he's not losing the title. Yeah, like to me, Roman losing the belt needs to be what everyone wanted the Undertaker streak to be, where you you need to be making the next guy. It can't be an Edge or a Goldberg or a John Cena or anyone like that. You're and saying he, all these things, and you know what's going to happen, right? Though, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, John Cena is going to be showing up at uh, SummerSlam. You know, like Lesnar is going to be there, Mania. Like, you know, Rock yeah. is going to show up at some point. Like these, this isn't a, a star making performance. This is, hey, let's 
let's do what we did with Roman back in what 2016, 2017, but now he's a heel. Right. Well, we are going to do everything the exact same, but now he's a bad guy. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I, for the record, I want like the, the match I want at SummerSlam is Roman Reigns against John Cena. Um, and I want Roman Reigns to kick the shit out of John Cena. Like that, the, uh, my, my view for this Roman Reigns character is he is basically Thanos. Um, and I know that's kind of what they've played off on for the last little bit. But yeah, sure. I, I, I want him to, to basically be that destroyer of, world, uh, destroyer of worlds for a while. And then whoever the next one is, wh- whether it's like a, a Big E again, or a Kevin Owens or Shinsuke Nakamura, like you are, you are making a new main eventer the next time Roman Reigns loses that championship. I would hope so, but... But it's WWE, so it's going to be The Rock. So I have, yeah, exactly. I have very little faith. I mean, I had faith with them with McIntyre and look what they've done with him. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, that's a depressing note to end this on. But um, <laughs> on a, hey, on a high note, how did you watch Dynamite? Uh, I have actually not watched Dynamite yet. I, I felt like I, I was following on social media, but th- this whole Okotoks dogs thing has oh, yeah, really right, thrown a, right. a lot yeah, into yeah. my um, a wrench into my wrestling watching plan. So um, admittedly, I have not watched Dynamite yet. Okay. But I, but but um, no, I'm, I'm just saying, hey, if you want to end on a high note, I would suggest watching Fighter Fest because holy shit. You yeah. you definitely realize how big of a difference a crowd makes because I watched a Ricky mm. Starks versus um uh who's that big guy? Uh, Brian Cage. Brian Cage. That Ricky Starks Brian Cage match, oh my god, like on paper, it's just like oh, all right, fairly decent match. Both guys can go. Like Brian yeah. Cage does things that people his size shouldn't, but he does it very well. But I watched that match and I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is this is a fantastic match. And like honestly, Fighter Fest day one might be show of the year so far. Wow. Like it is that good. It is that good. And yeah. and again, it just it it shows why a crowd is just it makes so much of a difference. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, you're gonna get like the annoying what chance and that's fine but because hey it's wrestling what do you expect yeah and so yeah like i would definitely suggest like re-watching fighter fest and being like yeah you know what wrestling yeah 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 I, I, well they I, like they they did that with double or nothing right like they, yes. they had they yeah, had yeah. the crowd there and after that i was buzzing uh but yeah. now that they're actually in other places again yeah no i i need to get and caught with, up on all of that for sure yeah and and with that said it's going to be very interesting to see how this show plan, plans out or pans out or even uh, SmackDown and raw moving forward because yeah. yeah, it's WWE. Like the product isn't great, but again, like the crowd can make it great. And as much as I'm really not looking forward to the results of money in the bank, the crowd could make a difference and being like, you know what that show in uh, no arena or in an arena with no fans, it's the shitty show, but right. with fans, it's an all right show. Yeah, I the the only thing I can think of is WWE was saving some of their best stuff for um, live audiences, and they they kind of thought, well, we're controlling, we are in a very controlled environment. Let's just try some shit, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, whatever. Everyone's going to give us the benefit of the doubt because it's a pandemic anyway. Now they have yeah, yeah. used that privilege greatly, but oh, yeah. I my my hope is now that they are in front of paying customers again um that they're going to kind of turn things around because it's been awful like that this has no, been dude, this has horrendous. been the worst stretch specifically raw like smackdown's yes. watchable. Yeah, smackdown's yeah. actually fun um but this has been the worst stretch of raw ever and i went back and watched a raw where it was like bob spark plug holly against the one two three kid like this sure, is, yeah, yeah. it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows on monday night raw but it has been the worst ever in this last year and a half yeah, and we talked about it like a few weeks ago. Um, you have some of the best talent in the entire world at your disposal. And what are you doing with them? Right. McIntyre's talking about his family lineage and Loch Ness monsters and fucking Bailey and and Bailey's having a laughing fit with whatever. Like yeah. that, that injury God, for Bailey, that injury for Bailey sucks. But yeah, I yeah. hope that when she comes back, it's an entirely different character. The, the ding dong so. thing. I, I am. You know what I kind of want now? Like we, we've talked about it for a, a little bit. Just put the four horsewomen together. Like just sure. have them be a thing for like they you have nothing going on with with Bailey. 
Um, Sasha has been away for a while. Charlotte, like this storyline has been awful. Becky, like just put them together to just, just do that now. Like, yeah. I, I think this would be the time to do that. 100%. 100%. Bailey could be the JJ Dillon and just be the mouthpiece for a while until she's healthy. Um, like just have, have all of them there and just do it. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at with them. Yeah. Um, and, and even with Sasha, like, who knows? She might make a surprise appearance yep. at money in the bank. Yeah. You know, you never know, but yeah, like the, I guess ultimately there, there are more palatable things to watch than WWE. If you're a wrestling <laughs> fan. Yeah. Uh, well, it, sorry. I keep interrupting. I apologize. It's fine, man. We're not in person anymore. So it's weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like there are palatable, palatable things for wrestling fans out there uh, in terms of this pay-per-view, I would suggest, yeah, watch it. Don't get your hopes up because it's, you know, it's WWE. And so when you get your hopes up, you turn into me and that's not fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's fun for us <laughs> to listen to. Um, <laughs> but no, my, my thought now that, that crowds are coming back and like there's before the pandemic, there was a lot of very good wrestling out there. And for mm -hmm. obvious reasons, a lot of it had to go away. Um, yeah. And then, but also during the pandemic, like we, we learned a lot um, about some of the people who we were watching and not all of it was fantastic. Right. And so my, my thought now, as we are going into hopefully this post pandemic world um, that, that we are kind of entering, like ring of honor has fans back um, and, and they just had a show best in the world. That was actually pretty good. That, that was one yeah, I did yeah. see. Um, yeah. And like MLW, I, I, will shout from the rooftops that MLW is an hour of wrestling programming that needs to be watched when they come back. They had a one-off um, or they're, they're coming back regularly soon, but like there is so much wrestling out there that if it sucks, just don't watch it. And sure. yeah. one of the things I was saying before was like, Hey, like there, there's wrestling on your regional scenes, go watch that. But now one thing we, we've noticed from, um the, the the speaking out movement is that just because it's local doesn't mean there's not also pieces of shit there so it's like it yeah, there's yeah. there is so much good stuff out there and so many good people in this sport um and in this in this industry that you don't need to support assholes so if the creative sucks 100 if, if the promoters are dicks uh, or if they're creeps or whatever just don't go go watch something else there there are so many great things happening in wrestling right now that you can watch that and you can leave the uh, weird crutch sword fights for people who are just trained to watch raw every week. 100%. And with that said, like, man, I'm such a huge fan of Dan Housen these days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> dur like during the pandemic, cause like the, the, I'd like to keep my eye out for like indie scenes, especially on uh West coast, like Seattle area. There are a few promotions that I follow along on Twitter and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And when those, uh, got shut down I was just randomly randomly watching things with Orange Cassidy and I love Orange mm. Cassidy and I started watching a lot of his indie stuff and then I watched one match where him and Dan Housen are having a match in a mall and there it's a comedy match and I know you're not a huge comedy guy but like I love comedy matches if they're done right if right. they are done it, it is fantastic like I I love it I one thing that people don't know about me I like to laugh but <laughs> You know, uh, and you just save it for special occasions. I do. You know, it's like <laughs> once in a once. It's a once in a while, a while type deal. But right. yeah, like fell in love with Dan Housen. Like that that character is hilarious, mm -hmm. and he can still wrestle. And like the mannerisms, everything involved. Like his YouTube channel is hilarious. Like, man, if there's one thing that I found out like during pandemic, it's like you said, there is good wrestling out there. You just need to find it. Like there, the, and if that means watching shit from like two years ago and then seeing how that character or how that wrestler is developed now, that's fine. Right. There is still good shit out there, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like there's, and, and just like support the good stuff, right? Like stardom yeah. has had some amazing matches. Oh so, yeah. Uh, and they, they yeah. have a streaming service and I think they're going to have some English commentary uh, on some of their stuff. And like pro wrestling, no, I'm not a huge fan of KG Muto winning their world title, but it sounds like they've had some pretty good stuff and they have English commentary. Yeah. Um, All Japan has some good stuff. They, they don't have English commentary yet, but I mean, Hey, hook your boy up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like there, there are so many great things going on in wrestling right now. Like just 
and another thing we've learned not to get too philosophical, but we have seen how fleeting some of this shit is in our lives. And it's like, what we got going on here is too brief and too short to sit through gross wrestling all the time. Right. Sure. Like at, at, we put up with enough as wrestling fans. It better at least be good. Yes. 100%. <laughs> all 100%. right. Well, now, now, now that we've gone philosophical, uh, I do. Think and now that we're to... not, we're not ending on a depressing note because exactly. we were supposed to end on a depressing note. And that was like, what, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Now we're feeling all right. Now we're feeling like, all right, you know what? There's some good shit out there. Yeah, look at you putting a putting a smile on everyone. You're you're, you're the nice guy. A babyface turn here from G as the the show's gone on. Fuck that. <laughs> and there we go. Uh, <laughs> G, this has been awesome, man. Um, like Hi, I brother. said, we we, we got to do this more regularly. Thank you. You got it, man.